0: i <laughs>
1: You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Recently, Pastor Doug Gribbena shared great stories with us when he took The Coffee Hour on the road for us. And we're going to share just two more of those with you today. So... CCLE.
0: Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education. CCLE.org.
1: And now we're going to hand it over to Pastor Doug. This is Reverend Doug Gribbena with KFUO Radio, and we are at the 2022 conference of the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education held at Redeemer Lutheran Church and School in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Joining me now is Dr. Gabriel Haley, he is an associate professor of English at Concordia University of Nebraska and also serves on the board of directors for the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education. Dr. Haley, thank you for joining me today. It's a great pleasure to be here. Would you take a moment and just introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes. Hi. You
0: said I'm an associate professor at Concordia. I teach English, and I also am involved with the Classical Liberal Arts Program, which started a major last year. I've been there since 2013, and it's a great pleasure to be living in Seward, Nebraska.
1: Wow. Yes, Seward is a beautiful place, and it's a beautiful campus. We love it. And my family
0: uh, roams the town, and I walk to work, and it's kind of idyllic
1: that that is almost the idyllic professor life right (laughs) you know i would like to know a little bit more about this new program in the classics could could you talk about that a little
0: so the major just started last year we had a minor that started a little bit before that and it offers an interdisciplinary selection of courses that trains students in the classical liberal arts so we have an english course a latin course a history course philosophy course and also
1: uh, an elective that they can choose and an art history course wow you know maybe this is a good question to ask what is classical lutheran education because you've talked about these different components Mm -hmm. in this in this program but what is it that makes education classical there are so many different ways to answer that question,
0: but I have a kind of two-point message I like to start with anyway. Okay. My, my two-point message is that, first of all, classical education focuses on these foundational sources, and they are culturally and aesthetically important. And then, second of all, classical education cultivates a disposition towards this material where we're looking for what is good and true and beautiful. So that's what I use as a starting point. There's a lot more that could be said, but But that's the nutshell. Yes.
1: I like that good and true and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, and so this, this model of, of classical Lutheran education, it it is, it is really driven at a a kind of formation of the whole person. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. So a
0: lot of times people think about education and they're they're thinking about making a worker. You know, they're thinking about getting a degree that's specific to a specific job. And so they end up almost bypassing their education because they're aiming towards a certain goal that's not even the education itself. Now, this kind of education tries to ref- reflect back on what you are doing in that time and it's aimed at cultivating the mind and making somebody well-read making them eloquent making them a logical thinker and by reading great materials from the past we participate in this long conversation where things we might have thought about are being talked about and we engage with them in new ways but also there are things that we've never thought about and there are times and periods that help us to reflect upon our time better and uh, reflect upon our thoughts a little bit better and i think make
1: us better equipped for serving the church and the world so instead of being driven at this at this end goal it's really a sort of a formation process that that affects the person correct the idea of the liberal arts is, is
0: that it's it's freeing it's it's there, liberating there's lot, yeah, right it's liberating. there's a lot of discussion that could happen around the the definition but one way to think about it is simply that you are engaged in what is good and true and beautiful for a time without the utilitarian justification and it is for a time right it's something that does result in a vocation that puts food on the table right and i think especially today it actually has a really practical edge to it in the sense that there are so many careers that people go through today and we just went through the great resignation and people are changing careers again and if we only had a single degree that aims at a particular job... If you were siloed into this one that's point. That's right, right. And today we have to be adaptable, we have to be flexible. So, I mean, there is a very practical edge to it. But at the same time, a greater good here is to think about vocation in the in the Lutheran sense, which is, you know, look at the table of duties. It's more than your job. It's, it's being a, a good parent, it's being a good sibling, it's being a good child. It's taking into account... Not just those eight hours at work but those eight hours after work
1: yeah think of your position and station in life right be it a child a, a father a worker a, yes a, a a supervisor correct right correct a citizen a citizen absolutely and that is that's is a really important point mm-hmm. is to see how our our life is interconnected with the life of our neighbor correct yes and now a big portion of of I, I think your emphasis, especially being uh, you know the associate professor of English, you have great familiarity with this, are what are known as the, the great books. Mm-hmm. And what are these great books and how are they a part of classical Lutheran education?
0: Right. So these are those foundational sources and there's a long history here. Great books is a definition of a Latin phrase, bona literai, which means good books. And these are the books that encompass uh, literature, theology, philosophy. But these foundational sources that are, they're culturally important. They can also be aesthetically important, right? So not every... Book has participated in a, a long history of cultural conversation. Some have, right? So, for instance, if you want to know something about democracy, mm-hmm. you should probably go back and read the Greeks, you should read de Tocqueville, you should read Jefferson. There are some important touchstones to just getting the history of what democracy really is. And as you say, this long conversation yes, that has been yes. happening for and, millennia. And it provides nuance and thought that gets beyond the the clib and the trite sayings of the moment the sound bites of the day yes and the uh, there are works that are found right they're aesthetically important and this tells us that the great books is not just a closed kind and it does have an openness to it, it we find things you know at certain points in history something like sir gawain and green knight might have been lost or obscured, but it was rediscovered, and we found that this is an important product of culture, and it does its craft so well. This is worth reading and because it
1: is good and true and correct. beautiful,
0: and and it provides you know. For instance, it, we might learn something about camaraderie and friendship that it's a, a different look at that topic than what we would get in our worldview today, right? And and it gives us a deeper and richer understanding. These things can be full of some errors, too. That We're not saying these works are perfect, but...
1: They're not inspired or inerrant,
0: that's right? <laughs> right. And actually, C.S. Lewis, his great essay on the reading of old books, tells us that one of the reasons we privileged the old books is that their errors are so easy to see, because they're not our errors. It, when we read modern books, we end up kind of complicit in the errors because we don't realize they're errors but when you look back at past books the errors are pretty obvious and it's the good stuff that shines
1: okay and and it also helps to elevate us out of out of our modern day navel gazing, right? To give us that that perspective beyond ourselves. Right, and so much of the modern
0: era has been about thinking of yourself as an autonomous individual. And our individuality has really led to a kind of divisiveness and, and lack of common culture, common sense, right? Going back to old books gives us that bigger picture that, like you said, kind of getting outside ourselves. And we can rethink some of the ways we interact with each other some of the ways we think, and I think really move towards things that
1: are good and true and beautiful. Amen. You know, Dr. Haley, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but oh. would you maybe recommend, if you can, maybe two or three books that, that would be approachable and, and, in, and, in, and edifying for our listeners, if they're, if they're interested in maybe exploring some of these great books, getting into that realm? So I think you know
0: understanding the great books that little essay by C.S. Lewis is a good place to start you have on the reading of old books I was I was explaining what it kind of tells us that that gives you a good idea of why we would do this in the first place. Some of the attractive books in my life, I'm an English professor, so I get asked the question all the time, what's your favorite book? So what is your favorite book, Dr. Haley? (laughs) And I say that's the wrong question to ask an English professor. But I've decided to come to use a go-to answer, which I say Charles Dickens' Great Expectations. Okay. I'm actually a medieval and Renaissance literary historian, so I have spent more time with that material. But I read Great Expectations in eighth grade, and I actually haven't read it since, but it was such a great experience for me that I decided it's going to represent my favorite book, right? And it kind of made me an English professor in a way.
1: That, 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 that was that your touchstone. Reading that, it. You had great expectations and you were not disappointed that's right, in the that's book, right. Great yes. Expectations. I,
0: I, I love the, the inklings and the, the set associated with them. And so... People like Lewis, Tolkien, and Chesterton were very influential on me. Although, surprisingly, I didn't read a lot of Lewis and Tolkien's fiction until later in life, even after college, for some of the major sources like Narnia. Right. I came to them late. But I was reading a lot of Lewis nonfiction, and and Chesterton's orthodoxy was a major influence on my thinking. I think there are, are many good
1: guides out there for... Reading great books. So Dr. Haley, there there's there's a wealth to explore here. Is there a does the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education, do they have a a sort of section, a resource guide that might point them, point our listeners to some good books to maybe start this journey?
0: Yes, they do. If you go to the website, ccle.org, you can click on resources and under that there's a label recommendations and you can find a good set of secondary and primary sources to start with. And I know that the CCLE also publishes a resource guide, which we're working on a new edition of, but the current edition is available.
1: Wonderful. Well, you know, in fact, I, I went to their website on my mobile phone. The, the website works there as well, ccle.org, and there is a section called Quality Literature. Yes, there you go. And I see the Emperor's New Clothes. I remember that one. (laughs) That's on there as well. So there is really a wealth of of information on your website, ccle.org. It's a good resource. Dr. Haley, before we part ways today, do you have a, perhaps a word of encouragement for for folks that are either looking at classical lutheran education or are already engaged in it mm-hmm. and and just a, a a good word a benediction if you would yes. for for our listeners again i think part of it
0: is to properly order the affections and that's what you're doing right and it's sometimes hard but more often it should be a a privilege and a joy and i think that is something that you discover when you've you've gone through a book and you read it and you you sit back and reflect upon it and maybe it was just a great experience and 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 you enjoyed the reading process but maybe it also makes you kind of think new thoughts and reflect upon how to live a a good life moving forward. And, And I think that's something that people discover in the experience of reading great books. It's something, again, I'll rely on Lewis here again, it's something he describes, it's something like learning a new language. When you're on the front end of it, you don't always understand understand the reasoning and why you're doing it. And it's not always fun, actually, but when you get to the other side and you know that language, you can be eloquent and you can enjoy the poetry and you can enjoy the capabilities that are given.
1: You know, I I will have to say there's wisdom in that because very often the things that have been best for me were mm-hmm. also the hardest for me
0: yes just as it hurts to exercise once in a while it also sometimes
1: is difficult to learn to exercise the mind exercise right? the mind Amen. yes well dr uh, dr haley thank you so much for your time and and for opening our eyes to to i and i think this is a good way to to bring a synopsis of this to explore those things in our world that are good and true And beautiful. The thing's worth exploring. Amen. Yes. Brothers and sisters, this is Reverend Doug Gribbina, and I've been with Dr. Gabriel Haley, Associate Professor of English at Concordia University of Nebraska, and a member of the Board of Directors with the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education. If you'd like to learn more information about CCLE, that's the Consortium for Classical Lutheran Education, visit their website at ccle.org.